Welcome back to the Believing and Achieving podcast, where we discuss all things health, longevity, improvement, awareness, and creativity. I am your host, Kylie Comstock, a self-taught master of the mind and body. Each episode, we will have guests from different backgrounds, stories, and knowledge to help you unlock the power within and incinerate your goals. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode on the Believing and Achieving podcast. We are to episode 31, which is super awesome. Um, and I am so beyond excited for you guys to learn from today's guest. Sky is a globally recognized holistic health advocate known for her impactful work in inspiring women worldwide toward achieving harmony and equilibrium in their relationships with their bodies, image, nutrition, fitness, and overall lifestyle. So blessed to have you on today. I'd love for the audience to get to know you better, Sky. Can you give a little bit more insight on your fitness journey and how you got introduced to the fitness world? Um, yeah, okay. So first of all, I'm very happy and excited to be here. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> and that was quite the introduction. Right, so I'm 20 years old. Um, I'm from California and I'm going to school in Amsterdam. And I started my account, I think, around two years ago on Instagram. And I was just trying to share my fitness journey and also document it. It was mostly for myself, um, kind of to help motivate me to and inspire me um, to treat my body well and um, learn more about I really wanted to learn more about nutrition and learn more about weightlifting and strength training and just the gym and fitness in general. And I don't know, I've learned a lot over the past two years. I think the way that I view fitness and myself and all of the information in the fitness world um, has changed a lot and definitely for the better. And I've just been kind of trying to share what I learn as I go. Um, and I've found that a lot of people actually really resonate a lot and relate to things that I share and the story and my story, I guess. And that's kind of what got me here and where I am today, I suppose. That's awesome. I would say, too, something that Sky's really good at is like you have a good way of bringing your thoughts together and I think that's why like you have a good way of bringing thoughts that people people struggle to like word so I'll be thinking something and then it's like I see a post from oh my gosh like she's reading my mind that is exactly what I'm thinking so you have a good way Mm -hmm. of bringing your thoughts and like bringing them to understanding for people so kind of maybe a little bit more yeah on like your fitness journey what was like I want to hear more about that. So maybe you could give the audience a little bit more background on your fitness journey as well. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. It feels like a very long time ago. I definitely, I started like wanting to work out, going to the gym um, in 2020, I think like a lot of other people because of the pandemic. And I just initially wanted to, my, I kind of wanted to like lose a little, little bit of weight. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to just feel healthier because I I quit my sport in high school and it just was something that started to I started to find kind of appealing and then that was I had no idea what I was doing 
uh, most people who first start, it's scary. I did not know what to do. I would go to the gym. I would like try to use the machines, uh, do cardio or something. Terrified of the weight section. Also, just not enough girls lifting weights. Um, and yeah, so, but my story, I guess, when it started to go downhill a little bit, um, I think that's also kind of a common pattern if people or when people start getting a little bit getting into fitness, it's very easy to kind of fall down a rabbit hole of getting a little maybe obsessed um, in, in some categories. And I, at the time, had a lot going on in my life. Um, I was dealing with things in like several different parts, categories that I don't know, it stressed me out. And I kind of that kind of I kind of put that on my I needed control over something that kind of shifted onto my exercise and eating habits. And I developed a pretty unhealthy relationship with my body and exercising and food in a very short period of time. And yeah, so I lost a, a little bit of weight. I lost a lot of strength. I felt really lost in general when it came to fitness and exercise. And then eventually I was like, okay, I don't feel good at all. Something is wrong. Um, I feel unhealthy. And that's not, that wasn't originally my goal. Um, I kind of needed to take a step back and recognize that a lot of the behaviors that I had developed were not good for me. Um, even though I didn't really know where they're coming from or understand how they developed at the time. But yeah, so anyways, I decided that I needed to, I wanted to change that. I wanted to improve all of, improve my relationship with uh, exercise and eating. I needed to start fueling my body properly, uh, eating a lot more. I knew I wanted to gain a significant amount of weight. I just felt weak and terrible and sick in my body and I just like I was ready to get on top of it again so yeah I, I tried to do that I took it once at a, at a time um trying to figure out what was wrong where my habits came from and I think most importantly unlearn all of the things that I had learned um that led me to be in this place and that position and since then it's it's been great since then i i keep learning um and i think everything that wasn't going so well has improved so much and i feel like i've never been in a better place than i am right now with myself with movement um with eating and i'm really happy that i can also share that on a platform and i have people that um yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like some people, I wish I had someone that wasn't trying to force information on me and tell me there was a the right way to do things and instead kind of just encouraged me to take care of myself and for the right reasons as well. And yeah, so that's like kind of my fitness journey and how it translated into um, my social media and that, I suppose. <laughs> I kind of got a little lost there. Sorry. No, you, you didn't. Thank you so much, first of all, for sharing that. I know sometimes like talking about the past is a little bit like 
annoying and triggering and it's it's vulnerable so it's hard to share but I feel like I just don't re- I don't really remember it that well like it feels it does feel like so long ago and I feel like I'm a person at the time so I just I need to I, I wish I had a better way more of a smooth way to explain my fitness journey but I think it's been just a series of up and ups and downs and learning from mistakes and figuring out what works for me Yes, that's huge. Um, especially like the last point, figuring out what works for you. I think a lot of times people really try to, you know, copy and paste on someone else's routine and they they look at it and they're like, okay, I'm going to try this out because it's working for them. And, you know, that could yeah. definitely lead you down some, some negative habits, but you did a really good job of summarizing everything. I actually can resonate with a lot of the things you said. Um, I had to sit down with my fitness journey, like, I think it took me two and a half days to like fully like go through and like write out every single because it's like so much. Right. But I so many other factors, other parts of your life are like play a role in it as well. Exactly. Like a big part of your life. Oh, it's huge. Like that relationships and school and all of that. So I understand that. And it's like it's crazy too to to be able to be in a healthier place now to where you're looking back and being like holy crap I didn't realize how much that was impacting like 70 other areas of my life I thought oh I'm like you know I'm just trying to lose weight it's not going to impact things but then it's like I was completely isolating myself I was completely like not engaged in school there's so many things you have to look at as well but um Yeah. So there was some really good points I wanted to touch on that you kind of brought up within your fitness journey. I like how you had mentioned that you had to unlearn all the things that you had learned in the beginning, because like that was super huge for me as well, because similar to you, I had, you know, wanted to just lose a bit of weight in the beginning because I had quit my sport and I was like, okay, you know, this is all new. It's exciting. I'm, you know, it's really easy to get obsessed with. Arm, like, it's it's for a good reason right you just want to I don't know better look better whatever it is exactly go badly yeah and so it's like once you I feel like it's almost like you're there's it's like this treasure chest you're like unlocking the chest and you're like oh my gosh like (laughs) it's so exciting in the beginning yes yeah totally and then it's what'd you say I think it can be easy to take it too far and I'm possibly like not, not know when to stop or how to find a balance. There's a time where you need to be like, this is good. This is a good place to be in mm-hmm. and be satisfied in some way, one way or the other, or possibly readjust your goals. Mm-hmm. There, that, that didn't really, I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then like without even thinking about it, those became my habits, that became my routine. And I just didn't stop it when I needed to stop. And kind of, that's exactly what I was just going to say to the next point was like, there's a point like you had said that you had realized that your behaviors were negative and you wanted to improve those things. And I feel like it mm-hmm. takes, it takes a lot of screwing up to finally realize, whoa, like I <laughs> took it too far. And sometimes it yeah. even takes, you know, people around you telling you, because like, for me, I was com- 1000% oblivious when I had lost too much weight. I was like, yeah. body dysmorphia was like, on it's high I would see myself in the mirror and I'd be like oh no like I could still lose some weight and my parents are like 
we're going to check you in. You look unhealthy, you know? And it's like, you could have no idea until, until it's like one day you wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, like it just clicks. Right. No, it was so weird because for me, I like, I was unaware. I wasn't really trying to lose a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Just like I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues at the time and for some reason the easiest somehow somehow like I think the easy my brain made the connection the easiest outlet for that was to just like I don't know develop some very strange habits and yeah I didn't recognize or understand what it was doing to my body until it got bad enough to be like whoa this is not how you should be functioning you you should have enough energy energy to make it to the end of the day you you should be able to lift 10 pounds above your head something is up something is wrong and yeah like the way that I looked really like that's gone in and out of my fitness journey um and the reasons for and why it has gone in the way that it has gone in I guess that I don't know if that was the right way to explain it but um yeah, so like when I lost the most amount of weight and I was at my unhealthiest, I the way that I looked wasn't even um wasn't very relevant for me. I but it's still at the same time although it wasn't relevant, I wasn't trying to like get thinner. I wasn't trying to lose more weight. I was also developing a fear of change in the opposite direction, right? I I felt very stuck because I was like this is unhealthy. I don't even like the way I look right now. I didn't intend to get in this place. However, just the idea of change in general and especially intentional change is sounds impossible. Like I'm like okay, this like I, I may not be satisfied or happy with how it is right now, but like now I'm supposed to gain 10 pounds and be okay with it. I don't know what that's going to look like on me. I don't know how I'm supposed to accomplish that. And that was something that was that's where like the body image thing came back in because I had to all of a sudden be aware of it because changing my body became something that was important Um, only because it was just like it would have been a repercussion of the the habits that I needed to improve and the things that I needed to change it just would have happened as like a side of so it was important I think what you said about how it wasn't intentional is exactly I think it's a, it's very relevant to a lot of people listening. I like for me that's how it was too. I got addicted to the habit of working. Working out every day wouldn't miss a day. Like, you know, eating yeah. the same meals every day. You just get in these habits and again it I think it's crazy how connected mental health is to physical health because as you had said it it was like a mental thing like you know, you were maybe stressed out by, by life and there was a lot going on. And so mentally you were in the best place. And so that resulted in the physical changes. And so it's really crazy how a lot of times people with like, you know, eating disorders or they're, they have issues with exercise addiction or like these different things. It's not actually the thing itself. It's not actually the food. It's not actually where their body looks or the exercise that they're doing it's simply the habits they've created to to cope with what's going on in life for them I think definitely and I think that a lot most of the time when someone gets in that place they have a really hard time getting out of it Mm -hmm. um I don't 
anyone can easily do. And something that I do try to mention all the time is that if you are struggling with something that intense or just in general at all, I think the best thing you can do is to get professional help mm-hmm. um, cause it's so hard and it's going to take so much longer for things to get better in your life um, unless you have the proper support. And that's something I like about our generation as well as like, I think people are willing to invest in therapy and coaches and guidance, assisted guidance. Cause I think a lot of times in the past people would be like, Oh, I don't need help. I can do everything on my own. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, actually you're coping horribly. You actually need some help. Right. So I have some, I have like a billion questions for you. So I think we dive into some of these, Um, but okay. So how can, so how would you suggest that one can cultivate a positive and holistic relationship with food in a society demanded by social media where comparison is prevalent? Whoa. Um, kind of loaded. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, can you repeat it one more time? How can one cultivate a positive and holistic relationship with food in a society dominated by social media where comparison is prevalent? Okay. Um, well, does this have to do and is this related to body image or just yeah, food just in like general? food in general? Cause like I have some that are on food, on body image, on um fitness, all the above. And I think those are things that you've become really educated and smart at. So just like your best answer. Um, okay. Yeah. So how can somebody um yeah, create a like holistic and healthy relationship with food? I think, well. I think it takes practice. I think it definitely takes practice. You need to be intentional about the the words you use and the like the the terms you use to describe food and eating and eating events, everything like that. I think people develop really unhealthy relationships with eating for so many reasons, whether or not that has to do with body image um, or just really false and harmful information that they see online and see on social media because yeah you get so much nutrition advice and you see so many influencers or people sharing their diets sharing the best way to eat or telling you that you shouldn't be eating something or shouldn't be eating a certain way or shouldn't be eating at a certain time, there's so many rules that we've just made up and created around food and eating that so many people just absorb <laughs> um, without even questioning it. And I think you need to kind of like double double check. It, like, why do I have these rules around food? Who put this idea into my head about like oh I can't eat after after dinner time or I should not have sugar at breakfast or that seed oils are going to kill me or that oatmeal is actually bad so many things that I'm so upset about um so creating a healthy relationship with food I think just forget about like all of the nutrition bullshit that you see everywhere and I think what's most helpful is just simplifying it um you don't need to overcomplicate nutrition you don't need to overcomplicate like if you are 
really set on the idea of like you want to have healthy eating habits as in like eating foods that are beneficial and good for you um simplifying it is the best way to do it just I would say like focus on eating real food and or like I say real food but whole foods um and then like protein fats carbs you need all of it you need all of it you shouldn't be cutting out anything and then but that also means like healthy eating also should include eating for enjoyment eating like emotionally like you should be able to eat the things that you want to eat when you want them um and allow yourself to do that so uh I don't know there's just there's there's so much to cover I don't really know how to like make it come full circle but giving yourself flexibility trying to have a balance of everything and then also viewing food as nourishment and medicine not calories um it's going to benefit you benefit you in like your energy and like your mood it's going to fuel your workouts and just like your daily activity and it's also really important for like socially people eat socially and you want to be able to participate in that and like there's nothing that there's nothing bad that food is going to do to you like um let me get my thoughts together for a second You're good. Uh, you said that I was good at explaining like my like articulating things on Instagram it takes me so long to try to like narrow it down and make it make sense um you're doing so good I feel but... like you already described it really well <laughs> like you already had said okay you had just said to like make sure you're balanced socially making sure that you aren't you know being restrictive you're eating all three food groups you're making sure you're eating from whole foods like I think those are all incredible suggestions and I think most- that was the thing that I missed for sure definitely like you shouldn't be restricting anything that's exactly. most having a healthy relationship and a holistic relationship is you know like making sure you can include all the foods that you want to include in your diet and not feeling guilty for anything mm. you shouldn't feel guilty for eat um or how much ever well and I think it's like I see you kind of like smiling too and like you know because I'm I'm the same way I feel like talking about it you're almost like after you have like gotten past the point of like restriction and dieting and hearing all of these this bull crap all over social media it's almost like funny it's like listen to what your body wants like have a balanced approach it- you know yeah you you hunger cues you have cravings like listen to your body and also give it what it needs give it what it wants and it shouldn't be more complicated than that Mm -hmm. um it's definitely stress about and yeah it's kind of funny to me it's kind of funny to me that I like so much mental energy into thinking about what I was eating and when I was going to eat it and like being like obsessed with oh this isn't good for me or oh I shouldn't be having this now um all of those things everything like that it's just doesn't need to be there exactly um, well and I, I it's funny like seed oil specifically I can't even like 
people on and like <laughs> like the videos at the grocery store and they're like don't eat canola oil i'm just like oh, it's, oh. it's so good but why are you scaring people no like, literally i'm just scare people like into thinking that a food is going to kill them like i see so many videos too that are like full day of eating like no poison okay first of all like, like so many foods are processed they're not gonna kill you they're mm. really not gonna kill you yeah. extra ingredients not gonna kill you um and are really not that bad anyways like you could be healthy and like I eat so many processed foods and it's like that's what it is that's that's the majority of our grocery stores are filled with well um, not to mention like fruits and I, vegetables are all processed too like they have like preservatives on them to keep them fresh like I think people sometimes yeah. don't actually look into like the fact that they're not actually bad they're just trying to find reasons to they're I think they're trying to find reasons to either support like weight loss or like certain goals that they're going for and they think that like by eliminating all the bad things out of their diet they're gonna like achieve their goal somehow do you know what I mean so I don't I do know. know what you mean kind of strange. yeah I I don't I think there's like a difference between like promoting better eating and like scaring people um there's a wrong way to eat and that they need to avoid something at all costs but again like you should be able to like everything everything fit into a balanced healthy diet um and no one does the research they like no one does the research about it like people are convinced that seed oils are going to kill them now Mm. um (laughs) or sugar too like anything any like processed sugar they're not actually educated sugar about addiction how, like responds to it um but just avoid it like just just stop listening to like all of these things um yeah, there's agreed. a reason they do like, have a motive a lot of the times people who are like sharing this on in, for information on social media have a motive like or they're trying to sell you something like a weight loss plan something like that mm. and also another thing is that people it's funny to me what food people associate healthy with like the term healthy with um like low calorie alternatives for things or low fat um just because something's lower in calories does not mean it's healthy and a lot and if you're concerned about additives or whatever the low calorie versions of all the foods that you're going for have worse ingredients yeah (laughs) so exactly because they're synthetic synthetically made yeah so true okay so I want to hop on to the next question for you. So this is going to be on body image. Um, so how would you say, how do you address the impact of social media on body image and self-esteem? And what strategies do you recommend for maintaining a positive self-perception? Well, I think, I don't know. I think social media, there, there are a lot of people on social media who do a really good job at kind of promoting, like being like body positivity, um, and also just like accepting your body, like a really good role models for just like, you know, kind of learning how to embrace just the way that you're made and just how your body changes. But on the flip side, I think the majority of social media, like people just set a really unrealistic standards for people. I think I'm getting a little bit, I think social media has a very negative impact on people's body images. Um, very negative impact and that's mostly because people find themselves comparing themselves to others and to 
you know, they're like perfectly edited photos with the good lighting, which I think a lot of people kind of forget about when they're looking at it, like a picture on Instagram that, oh, they probably retook that photo so many times and they're posing in that picture and they posted the best one that's not a realistic representation of what they look like all the time. Um, and I think for women especially, but also men, just being constantly exposed to people on social media who are showing off their bodies and also kind of a uneven or like disproportionate, um, what's the word? Not support, but just like acceptance of a certain body type or a praise of a certain body type, I think um, that can be very negative for so many people. And can you repeat the question so I don't go off track? No, you're good. Know you- no, you're totally fine. So how do you address the impact of social media on body image and self-esteem? And what strategies do you recommend for maintaining a positive self-perception? Okay. Yeah. Um, back to the, well, I think main thing is um, social media is not realistic. And... It's also a lot of, like, especially, like, the fitness industry, it's kind of designed to make you dislike your body. It's kind of designed to tell you that you need to change it. Because all you see is, like, oh, this is, like, how you get shredded for summer. Or, like, this is how you lose weight. Or, um, like, this is the way to sculpt your, your weight or whatever. It's, like, always about changing something. And I think that kind of gives people the idea that they need to change something. Like, they can't just be happy with the way their body looks now. Um, so when it comes to just kind of being able to accept your body, um, stop comparing yourself to other people. I think like, it's about like, you don't have to love your body. I don't think you have to love your body. I think you kind of just need to accept it and know that it's going to change, that change can be good and that your body inherently is good. It's not bad, right? You don't, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, And it also kind of just like reflects where you are in your life. And I think there's a lot to appreciate about it. And I think when it comes to body acceptance, I like to kind of just try to like understand what it does for me, like all of the things that it allows me to do. Um, it's, It's about like what my body allows me to do than what it looks like. I think, um... I don't know the way you need to change the way that you relate to your body. I think that's the most important uh, because it's going to change and bodies are meant to fluctuate and being hyper-focused on achieving a certain body type or maintaining a certain body type is probably not the healthiest for you in, yeah, like a social climate where there's so many unrealistic standards thrown at you and to like you have so many opportunities to compare yourself to other people I think that you need to understand that like your body is unique and special and really capable of doing so many incredible things just like the other person and you're not made to look like somebody else um and looking like somebody else isn't going to make you happy either right it's like you're not you're going to be satisfied like when you're look a certain way if you're not able to just be satisfied with the way that you look in this very moment 
and right now. And I think that like just having the self-love to kind of be able to ignore all of the expectations will keep you in the best place and your mind in the best place when it comes to the way that you perceive yourself and body image. Beautifully said. I would say I love how there's so many things that I love that you mentioned. So I love Sorry. Just bur- what was that? I just I ramble. I ramble. I get so off topic. I apologize for that. I think it's like I think it's an artist's type of mind of a way of like bringing things together. Sometimes you have to like go through several several of like what you want to say to make it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no worries. You got it the point across and you you did. So I love how you said not made to look like someone else. I think that's huge. Yeah. I think embracing your uniqueness and understanding like, you know, okay, I could compare myself to them, but I'm not supposed to look like them. So what's the point? And I think right. the point also, too of like, like do for you, like what does comparing yourself provide for you? Nothing. Like if anything, it, it makes you feel bad. Mm. It makes you feel bad. That's pretty much it. So why and would I, you put yourself through that? And recognizing when you are doing it, because sometimes I think it's super subconscious and passive. And then you're, you're, you're scrolling through someone's page for forever. And you have no idea that you're like subconsciously like comparing yourself to them. And then you like get out of their page and you feel Mm -hmm. so like bad about yourself. And you're like, why do I feel bad? You're like, you know, I wasn't, you weren't actively saying out loud, like, oh, I wish I looked like them, but you're thinking that while you're looking through their page. And so it's like, it can be so passive. Yeah, it can be very passive where it comes up later when you're like talking about something and then all of a sudden you make a comment about like, I don't know, the way that your thighs look or like cellulite or something because I think most people don't show their their real bodies mm. or like show things, right? So, I mean, I get so many, I get like DMs, messages, personal messages, just straight up asking me like, do you have cellulite or like, like random random like that because I think people really want like they they like demonstrate that they have it too because they don't kind of like reconcile with the fact that it's normal Mm. like they think they're the only one not seeing it on social media yeah so they want them oh yeah actually that is completely normal it's completely normal for you to have stretch marks and for you to have body hair and for you to have acne and for you to not be perfectly smoothed out like that's normal Exactly. You don't need to grand picture. Mm. Yeah. And I like, I think the biggest point that I took home from what you said was just like rearranging your focus, because I think mm. you had said like when you're overly focused on your body and your weight and the way it looks like it's, it's kind of ridiculous if you think about it, because it's like you said, your body's going to change like so much. And especially depending on the season of your life, like you know, are you post-pregnancy? Do you just have a baby or are you, you know, going through a really hard mental time? And yeah, you might need a little bit of emotional support from some ice cream every night. Um, (laughs) There's like different things. Things you have on your plate. Yeah. Like I think your body is a beautiful thing. Like it's just because it it changes in a certain way doesn't mean it's not going to change again as well. Like when your life changes, and you're being unhappy with that isn't going to fix it. It's mm-hmm. not going to the way that you look just sitting in like discomfort with yourself. You don't want to be uncomfortable in your own body. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's things that you can control and there's things that you can't. And 
if you are post-pregnancy or you don't have enough time, like you're, or you're just super, super, I mean, you like can not make time to like stick to the exercise routine that you previously had and your body changes a little bit. Like you just need to learn how to be comfortable with that and know that that's just where you are in your life at this moment. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Unless like, but you can change the way that you view yourself and the way that you think about yourself and like the love that you give to yourself. Right. You need to be compassionate towards your body or it's just going to be another thing that like weighs you down day to day. Like you don't want to wake up and, you know, (laughs) start with just already like being uncomfortable and unhappy in your own skin. Like you want to feel good. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't, come down that doesn't have anything to do with the way that you look it's completely in your mind like it's entirely a mindset Mm, yes exactly and I think think too there's also like there's no problem with having goals and with like oh you know like let's say like I think like let's say there's someone who does want to lose some weight or maybe there's someone who wants to gain some weight that's completely okay and I think also it's okay to or yeah, having like physique goals as well. It's completely valid for exactly for sure. like go go. Yeah, and I think too. But like, I think- sorry, <laughs> I think that we could get any feedback. What were you saying? I was gonna say that I don't think it should come from a place of like a dislike for yourself. I, I don't think your motivation to invest in exercising and eating well should come from a place of self hatred or discomfort in your body I think it should come from a place of self-love just like wanting to take care of yourself right that can like you can still like have yeah like weight loss or muscle gain goals but I don't think a like unhappiness should fuel that I think it should be motivated in a more positive like you should have more positive motivation I think that'll take you so much farther and it'll also increase the probability of you actually succeeding and reaching those goals yes yes I love that I think that's like what most people struggle with is it's always coming from like a self-hatred or comparison or like it's coming from the wrong place yeah and I Mm -hmm. think when you have like that self-love initially I think again I think it's really important as well too with goals that act like you can build your self-confidence through holding standards for yourself and you don't necessarily need to be like you know, so strict, but I think a lot of like self-confidence can come from like having, you know, something that you go to do every single day to remind yourself, Hey, I keep commitments to myself. And that can also help you to, what was that? Being promises to yourself, keeping commitments. That's yeah. Will boost your self-confidence. And it snowballs. I feel like once you have that standard set and it's like, okay, well then I can do another one and it's good. But then it's like, it's also okay we don't want to push too hard on just being like so goal oriented like we want to have social life too so I think it's just like overall like paying attention to like the investments you're making in each area of your life and if you feel the teeter-totter start to go a little bit more to one side that's when you say okay I'm going to put a bit more investment on the other side and then try to balance this out. I think you said that very very well I think yeah just being self-aware and knowing that 
maybe it could be a good idea to take a step back every once in a while and kind of reevaluate how things are going and what parts of your life you might e- might be neglecting. Um, I think having some kind of discipline, even though I kind of have learned to hate that word just because the way that people throw it around mm-hmm. and make it kind of too hardcore. But I think discipline can be an act of like self-care 100% and can be great for your confidence and um, also just yeah like I think confidence is a really good word for that but at the same time having a balance and being flexible like I think I like the idea of habits like having things that you do regularly that are positive in your life but not something that is so rigid that you can't like miss every once in a while or like when one doesn't work out your life goes a different way one day or something spontaneous or unexpected happens like that has to fit into that as well like it needs to it can't throw you off course right it should be able to kind of like respond appropriately and like receive that in a good way Mm -hmm. right I think if you invested and um too obsessed with something then it's definitely like really hard if something gets in the way of that yeah every once in a while I think it's important with that as well to be open to new ideas because a lot of times the reason that you can't change is because you're not open you're so used to and and change isn't easy for everyone everyone's like oh yeah I'm so open to change most people aren't most people are in their ways and they don't want to change like they have their way they want it that way and I think sometimes comfortable comfortable easy yeah comfortable work it takes humility it takes okay you know what they could be right like I think I love the idea of like putting yourself like like literally putting yourself in their shoes like if you were them would you be in a similar like mindset or would you be thinking the way they're thinking if you were in their shoes and right. their circumstances. And I think that can help you to give a little bit more understanding because like there's going to be a lot of people I think that will, you know, you probably will disagree with or maybe you don't really necessarily get on the same page. And I think you can still have a relationship with that person. I think it's just a matter of like being open to ideas and like coming from a place of like understanding and active listening. Like, oh, that's really cool. You think that way. I like this kind of idea you know kind of just like being comfortable with exchanging yeah. ideas even if you don't necessarily agree definitely I think that's super important I think you can also you can stay in your own lane while also like like um having those conversations I think having those conversations is really important and like beneficial and interesting I think you can learn a lot from other people especially if you have really different opinions in the beginning right mm-hmm. like if when someone else's shoes there's a way there's a reason they think the way they do and you know talking them about it even if you have a really different opinion like you can likely learn something or maybe it will change the way that you think about something like I I like that I think that's important um but at the same time just being critical of some things not of people like you don't want to tell someone that what they're doing is wrong ever back to the finding what works for you thing incredibly important 
but definitely when it comes to information coming from people online just like being wary and kind of taking everything with a grain of salt will definitely uh be the best way to kind of engage with that information totally um okay so I don't want to steal your whole night I do have a couple meetings after this so I want to kind of I want to kind of wrap up on a couple questions here so you had mentioned what was that I'll try to move through them a little bit faster (laughs) oh you are just fine I'm loving this I feel like this is going to be like some of your thoughts already I think are going to be so impactful and helpful for someone like to be able to listen to this and like understand that like you know if they're struggling with body image or struggling with food like me and you have both been there and I think just getting validated and understanding what was that I really love that you have this podcast I'm also so I keep cutting you off but no you're not cutting me off you're totally good it's the is I get like you speaking but I don't hear you and so I'm like shoot and so I'm like because it it like is no getting feedback but anyways okay so let's see let's do this one, maybe with this one okay yeah so you had mentioned this earlier what role does self-compassion play in maintaining a healthy relationship with food and body image and how can individuals actively cultivate this mindset in their daily lives both online and offline right um well I think when it comes to like the actions, you're um, having self-compassion and doing things, not doing things that will benefit you, but just like, I think it gives you some leeway. Like it gives you like a cushion a little bit. Um, Like nothing has to go exactly as planned all the time. Um, And like eating and so self-compassion when it comes to the way that you move your body and eating um I think you should move your body and exercise because it makes you feel good right be because it you know like has a positive effect in your mental health and just and your energy and confidence and life in general I think having self-compassion makes it easier for you to prioritize your well-being and for that to kind of be at the center of a lot of the things that you do each day eating the foods that you like and that um you know like like fuel your body I say that so often but I honestly really like that term yeah I don't know just it's it's about being able to accept change and embrace change and kind of do things for you because you care about yourself and not for other people, right? I really like the idea of moving your body and eating well and, you know, different forms of self-care, whether that's like, you know, nourishing like your social relationships or reading a book, like, in, like educating yourself um like yeah like even intellectually I think just I don't I don't I know feel like I feel like you got it you hit all the all important points with making sure that you are investing in other areas like you kind of just said like you're you're maintaining a balanced approach and you're not I think the biggest thing is like not being rigid when you feel like you are you can't escape your lifestyle I think that's when you are like 
okay, you know what? We need some self-compassion because things are going to come up. And I think that's when you need to realize, like, I like thinking about it like a car, like when you're driving a car, you're on the gas for some of the time, but then there's also like a lot of stoplights you hit and you have to hit the brakes. And there's like, you know, it's give and take. And I think it's like, you have the need to, um, you have the choice to mentally focus on what's frustrating. Like if it's frustrating that you missed your routine, you have the choice to either focus on that or be like, so happy that you're like, I get to be with like all these amazing people. But I'm maybe on my routine, but like I'm with all these amazing people having a wonderful time together, you know? I think self compassion is also about being able to like shift your focus appropriately, like depending on the context and also not being afraid to fail. Like I, I like what you just said about like when things don't always go as planned and what making sure that things are not so rigid. Um, I think like being compassionate is or towards yourself um is is have balance and having that flexibility and doing things for yourself uh like that feel good listening to your body and also forgiving yourself for making mistakes and forgiving yourself for things that happen um and allowing things to kind of not always go as planned and Um, leaving room for spontaneity as well just like you're doing your best Mm -hmm. right give yourself credit for exactly Um, well yeah you answered that perfectly I want to kind of end off here with this last question where can people find you on socials I like I literally I only use Instagram I really only use Instagram I have a TikTok um but I I like I can't put my energy into two platforms. I can barely do Instagram as it is. It kind of my posting revolves around just like how busy I am with school and everything else. So it's not very consistent at the moment. But I also try to try to put out things that I'm proud of that I think are valuable instead of just kind of being just to post because personally, I I don't really care about my following or how much it's growing. I think that the people that are interested stay and the people that aren't leave and that's totally fine and I also say a lot of things that I'm sure many people disagree with and again also totally fine but my Instagram is it's sky ray fit just s-k-y-r-e-y-f-i-t um and it's a combination of my first and last name and fit I don't know why all of the fitness accounts have fit in the name but I'm okay with it as well <laughs> I have fit in mine as well okay well but and the TikTok, was that your TikTok as well? TikTok, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. I think we might need to have you on for another episode. There was, I think we got to like three questions because we were just going back and forth. So if I you know. ever want to do another Sorry. one. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was an honor. Um, I really enjoyed just like talking and rambling and also having these conversations and talking about this kind of stuff because I don't think it's talked about enough and I don't think I think it's something that a lot of people definitely need to hear um so I I like this I think you're doing a really great thing thank you so much it's been a pleasure and thank everyone thank you everyone for joining SOS because my computer is at four percent so I'm like save the file I gotta save the file um I'm gonna end the podcast here everyone but thank you so much for joining and um have a wonderful day let's see um, how do I even, I hope you guys have ended.
No. <laughs>